Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we're going to preview the final group stage of the NWSL Challenge Cup. But before we get into that, quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We also have a TikTok now and an Instagram, so you can follow us across all three platforms at Attacking Third for highlights, cool graphics, breaking news, videos, and more. If you're joining us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button at youtube.com slash Attacking Third. We're in it. We're in the thick of it. It's the final round of group stage play, and we got to preview all this. Lisa, and I'm doing this with you. How are you doing oh, today? Yeah, it all comes down to this weekend. It's crazy that there are so many unknowns. I mean, the only team heading into this weekend that has secured a semifinal position, one through four unknown at this point, is O.L. Reign. The three other spots completely up for grabs. O.L. Reign can win it even if they don't win out the West region because uh, they could win second place overall right now. There are just so many moving parts with this. We knew this season was going to be tight. We knew the Challenge Cup, we knew bringing 12 teams into the league was going to provide a lot more competition. And we're seeing it firsthand, Sandra. I am pumped about it. We just talked way too long off mic about this weekend and the matches we're really excited for. And now we get to bring it all to you, our listeners, because this is a very big weekend in the Challenge Cup and in the NWSL because we're finally starting to see the teams as they've developed. They've had time together in practices throughout preseason and now throughout actual matches, every team playing at least five matches heading into this weekend. Um, I am very excited to talk about this. We get to see who's going to move on to the Challenge Cup semifinal. Sandra, we're doing it. You know what? It's uh, it's it's not hard to believe. I think we talk about this this league a lot in in terms of the level of competition that you face week in and week out. When we're looking team to team through everything. We've got two match two match days this weekend. Games that are going to be taking place on Saturday. Games that are going to be taking place on Sunday. It's a triple header for both Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday. We've got all twelve clubs and six final matches. Why don't we uh, run them down here for everyone to stay tuned? 
And they're at least a little bit spread out. Thank goodness. Yep. Uh, let's be real. So starts on Saturday and afternoon matinee between North Carolina Courage and Washington Spirit, 1 o'clock Eastern. And then Gotham FC versus Orlando Pride Saturday at 7 p.m. And then the nightcap San Diego Wave versus OL Reign Saturday at 10 o'clock p.m. Sunday morning, a nice rest in the NWSL. Matches start at 5 in the afternoon, 5 in the evening between North Carolina or excuse me, between Kansas City Current and the Chicago Red Stars, 6 o'clock, Houston Dash versus Racing Louisville, and Sunday at 9 p.m., closing it all out, Angel City versus Portland Thorns. Uh, it's it's stacked up, I mean, between two days, but at least on Saturday they're spread out. Even Sunday, I mean, you have the 5 o'clock between Kansas City and Chicago and then the 6 o'clock start between Houston and Racing, but otherwise – Mostly spread out for these games. You can watch them all in length. Watch them all on CBS Sports as well, Paramount+. Plus. Yep, I'm hyped for them as usual. We're going to go through each of these games. Well, we've got some segments highlighted for you all. We're going to be taking a look at some head-to-heads here, ones that we're going to be keeping an eye on in particular. Because even though this is the final match week of group play for Challenge Cup, there are a couple groups that needed to go down to the wire. I mean, it wouldn't be NWSL if it wasn't down to the wire in terms of decision-making Well, let's take a look at some all or nothing matches that are going to be taking place this weekend, Lisa. And I think we have to start with the mat that's going to be on Big Network CBS. It's going to be North Carolina Courage versus Washington Spirit on CBS noon or excuse me 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff time for this one. North Carolina Courage are on top of the East region right now with 11 points, but right behind them are Washington Spirit with 9 points. I think folks are going to be keying in to this match as a much must watch because of all of the stakes that are on the line in the East region here in this one. Everything is on the line in the East region uh, with North Carolina currently sitting in first place. They clinch first place in the East standings with a win over Washington. However, if Washington wins, they clinch a first place spot in the East region. Um, This matchup is huge because the last time these two teams played, it was tied 2-2. So neither of these teams have lost in the Challenge Cup. Um, They have also... Both teams have scored 10 goals in the Challenge Cup so far between North Carolina and Washington. On paper, these two teams are incredibly evenly matched. They they really are. I think that's what makes it so exciting. Um, but this is definitely the biggest match that I am most excited for. For North Carolina, when we dive in on them a little bit, they're coming off a 4-2 win over Orlando Pride. Uh, there was an own goal, Jalen Daniels, Taylor Smith, and Davinia all scoring goals in that match against Orlando. Um, North Carolina has scored a goal in every single match they've played. They are only one of two Challenge Cup teams to do so, O.L. Reign being the other team. And North Carolina, they lead the Challenge Cup with possession, percentage of possession per match, and also in the most passes per game. However, on the stat sheet, when you dive a little bit deeper, North Carolina has the lowest forward pass rate in the Challenge Cup, only at 33%. So they're keeping the ball, but their first option isn't to go forward. It's not to move down the pitch. It's not to combine and and find their forwards feet, look to just keep the ball. They're instead passing it backwards. So 
now when you look at a team like Washington Spirit, they're coming off a road win versus Gotham FC. Rodman had a brace in that match. Ashley Sanchez scored a goal. She had an assist to one of Rodman's goals. Washington Spirit leads the Challenge Cup in chances created per game at 17 chances. Andy Sullivan and Ashley Sanchez are tied at 17 chances created. So they are those two players are leading the league. So the opportunities for Washington Spirit to score goals are all there. The last time we talked about North Carolina and the win that they came off of over Orlando Pride, Sandra, I posed a question to you in our recap of that match saying, is North Carolina scoring all of these goals because of their offensive pressure and the skill and the talent and the type of goals they're scoring? Or have they gotten lucky with bad opponents' defensive plays? And this is the match against Washington Spirit that this question will be answered for us. Because, of course, every goal is incredibly hard to score. So no matter how North Carolina does it, whether it's an own goal or it just bobbles around and ends up in the back of the net, it's still a goal. A goal is a goal is a goal, and they're hard to do score goals. When you go up against a team like Washington Spirit that is very sound defensively. They have only five goals against in the Challenge Cup. This is going to be a battle between these two sides, and they're fighting for a chance in the Challenge Cup playoffs because uh, they've faced each other before. They faced Orlando. They faced Gotham, and it all comes down to this weekend, and they're playing in North Carolina. That is kind of my overview on some of the numbers between these two sides. No, I like it. I think it's just uh, it's it's adding more to the table that's already set for these two teams, you know, come Saturday when they go head to head on CBS. I just am looking at this match and there's some undertones to it where I'm like, is this perhaps a bit of a a playoff preview that we're going to get. We're, we're very much in the early stages of 2022 and the regular season is still on the horizon, but we're getting a taste and a first glimpse at some of these clubs and how they are going to look a little bit, you know, during certain stretches of the regular season. And I think with these two teams going head to head, both playing within this East region of the challenge cup, getting closer looks at these two teams and sort of this, I don't know if you call it a rivalry or such, but some of the games that these two particular clubs, uh, when they go head to head, they kind of come out with some very entertaining soccer. So I'm looking forward to this match in particular, especially with the high stakes that are involved. And I do have that in the back of my mind as perhaps maybe this is a little bit of a playoff uh, preview that we can get depending on how things shake out towards the end of the regular season down the stretch and especially within these two teams in in this uh in this division what we saw from them earlier in the challenge cup to where we are now in this sort of final week of action when we're looking at the teams in the east we're seeing the progression and the growth of north carolina and washington spirit versus maybe the two other teams in their region right now with Orlando pride and Gotham with, you have a couple of teams that are still searching. uh, still have some question marks around them. Whereas Mm -hmm. you have a couple other teams in, in the courage and the spirit that have kind of, picked up some answers along the way of their results here yeah. in challenge cup. So I'm, I'm with you. I think there's still one final question that has to be answered and you highlighted it here in this matchup. So I'm looking forward to this one in terms of a pick. I really hope there is a winner and a loser in this one, but we did chat a little bit off mic, Lisa. And you know what? 
Challenge Cup is for chaos. I think this one might end in a draw, and I think I'm going to settle with that. I think I'm going in a draw on this one. I hope it's a high one. I think I would like to see another 2-2 and get some excitement in it, but I do think it's going to shake out as a draw between this one. Are you are you picking one way or the other in this match? So before I give my pick, if this game ends in a draw, North Carolina will end with 12 points and Washington Spirit will end with 10. So North Carolina will move on to the Challenge Cup semifinals, uh, moving on to the next round, and Washington will be done. So you essentially have North Carolina moving on. I'm just yeah. going to say that there. Um, this is this was really tricky for me to pick. I, I still don't even know because I think that this matchup is going to be so good from the first whistle until the very end of this game. It's going to be a battle all over the pitch. Half of my heart is thinking Washington's going to win this game because of the momentum that they have. They have come from behind in a number of their games. They've scored a lot of goals. They are just consistently getting into a rhythm. Every single game, we're seeing the partnerships growing between the players on Washington Spirits team. I, I mean, Sanchez getting a goal and an assist last game. Rodman getting a brace last game. That partnership right there between Ashley Sanchez and Trinity Rodman is huge. Trinity Rodman tied right now in the Challenge Cup uh, with Mallory Pugh for most goals at four. So there's a lot that makes me want to say Washington Spirit. However, I'm going to go with North Carolina winning this one. I believe that Sean Nahas wants to win the Challenge Cup. Not that Chris Ward doesn't, not that Washington Spirit doesn't, but I think that Sean Nahas has a lot to prove because so many people thought this was going to be a bit of a rebuild year for North Carolina. And he has come into this Challenge Cup and shown that this is not a rebuild year. He has very talented players. He knows how to put them on the pitch, how to communicate with them in game moments, how to adapt on the fly to what happens. Um, I have North Carolina taking this one. I hope it's a shootout. I hope we get like three, two, four, three. I just want a lot of crazy chaos goals, uh, which we saw two, two last time these two sides played, but I have North Carolina winning this one. So technically we both have North Carolina moving on to the semifinals. All right. I listen, I'll take it just in different, different paths, but similar scenarios for, for you and I, in terms of the pick in this one. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see how these, how these things shake out again. We're, we're doing the preview for everybody. We're making, we're making our picks here for our listeners. But, you know, there's some things that are going to come into play uh, as the, the teams get closer to match day. Things like availability reports will be made available. Um, and based off of the previous matches, you know, if, if the Spirit gets somebody like Andy Sullivan back in the mix yeah. for this final game, that's going to have a huge sway in things. We finally got to see uh, a little bit of Emily Sonic getting yeah. some minutes for this Washington Spirit side. You know, so we'll see. There, there might be some things down the stretch closer to match day that come into play in terms of this. But for now, We've got a win and a draw still going the way of Carolina. Now, the Spirit could still advance even if they do pick yeah. up a draw against North Carolina Kurds. They could advance as the best number two seed out of all the groups, but they would need a Portland Thorns loss and a Chicago Red Stars draw and or loss as well should they uh, draw with North Carolina Courage on Saturday. Let's take a look at the other match that has huge stakes. It's Kansas City Current versus Chicago Red Stars. When we're looking at the Central Region, Kansas City currently leads the Central with first place with 10 points. Chicago Red Stars right behind them in the Central Region with eight points. Now, obviously, a, a draw or a win in 
ensures that Kansas City will advance by clinching number one. If Chicago goes ahead and defeats Kansas City and gets the win, they will claim first place in the Central. If Chicago uh, ends up losing this match or even drawing, they cannot uh, advance as the second best runner up. So everything is on the table for, for these two teams in the Central region. When you're looking at these two teams going head to head, Lisa, do you have a definitive pick and why? I think Kansas City Current's going to come out on top of this one. I do have a definitive pick. Um, this this is why it's our all or nothing segment right now between North Carolina and Washington, and then Kansas City and Chicago. Everything is on the table. The stakes are really high for all four of these clubs. Kansas City, they're coming off a two one home win against Houston Dash. Um, it, their possession. Kansas City's possession in the Challenge Cup is essentially last out of all 12 teams. They've only got uh, some crazy numbers for listeners if they're interested in this. 584 touches per game, 368 pass attempts for, per game, and 70% pass completion. Those three stats, they are last in all Challenge Cup competitions for this year. Also, they only average about 15 seconds of possession time, uh, which is the shortest possession time in all of the Challenge Cup. So Kansas City, despite being a being on top in the Central Region, scoring eight goals, four in this Challenge Cup, they have kept the ball the least amount. So I think that says a lot about what kind of team they are because they are moving quickly in transition. They're looking to get shots off. They're looking to find Kristen Hamilton up top. And this is a, a Kansas City current side that has faced a lot of adversity in this short challenge cup that we have seen because Lynn Williams going down early with an injury, Sam U.S. being on limited minutes. Again, we don't know the availability report at the time of this recording. If Sam U.S. is going to get more minutes, how she's faring. Um, they've just been through a lot and they've still weathered a lot of the storm throughout this challenge cup. It's actually been really fun and impressive to watch Matt Potter's side in Kansas city current. The last time Kansas city and Chicago played um, at the end of March, just a few weeks ago, Kansas city won two to one in that match with Haley Mace and Kristen Hamilton being the leaders Kansas city also went down early in that match. It was a goal from Vanessa DiBernardo early in the first half that, gave Chicago the lead heading into halftime and Kansas city able to respond in the second half. So they have a lot of momentum coming their way uh, for Kansas city. They're coming off a win as well. Now for Chicago, Red Stars are coming off a 1-1 road draw with Racing Louisville. This was also a game that Chicago had a lead early in this game, and they ended up losing it. Uh, the late game equalizer coming from Amina Ekic on a free kick, a set-piece opportunity outside the box. So that's... Uh, it, First against Kansas City, they lose the lead and they end up losing. Now, their very last match that they just played against Racing Louisville, they lose a lead. So we might see Chicago score first, but can they defend a lead, which we haven't seen that much in, in this Challenge Cup so far from the Red Stars? And that's what makes me think that Kansas City just has a little bit more grit in them to pull off this win. I also think uh, we we talked about it with North Carolina and Sean Nahas wanting this as, as a way to prove themselves. I think Kansas City wants to make it far in the Challenge Cup as a way to prove themselves, especially because when you look at the central region, uh, 
between Kansas City, Chicago, Racing Louisville, and Houston Dash. This is a, a series that Kansas City can win. Now, when it gets opened up to the entire league, I think Kansas City going against some teams like OL Rain, Portland Thorns, even Washington Spirit, they will be tested very differently. But for Matt Potter and Kansas City, they want to get out of this group stage. They want to move on. Uh, I think they have the edge over Chicago. I have Kansas City winning this one. Sandra, I'm sorry I'm not going with your home side, but I have for a lot of this Challenge Cup. What are you thinking? Listen, after, after I lay out some of these stats for you, what are you thinking? I have appreciated every single time you've come on here and you've gone Chicago's way. It's been music to my ears every single time. I think for this final match, I'm going to be doing that this time. I'm going to be going with the local team. I think Chicago Red Stars are going to be looking at this game for what it is. It's absolutely kind of a winner-take-all kind of mentality. Uh, they win. They get to continue on with the Challenge Cup. They lose, and that means they have to start prepping for their regular season a little bit earlier than anticipated. But uh, I think going off of that last match, I'm glad you brought it up, uh, when they went head to head at SeatGeek Stadium and sort of kind of the gritty kind of grindy weather match that it oh, was yeah. between these two teams, it's kind of a cold, cold evening. Right. Uh, but I do remember coming out of that, that match and um, hearing all the post game and, and listening to uh, some of the, the Red Stars players who were available after the match and, and head coach Chris Petroselli, they were frustrated at that loss in that game. They felt that they had the better of the play, uh, that they were the ones with the better opportunities in the match, and unfortunately that they were unable to capitalize on that. So there was frustration from the Chicago Red Stars side that I, I think might motivate them a little bit on the road against Kansas City as the team that is currently in the win or in the in the win column as far mm -hmm. as being in first. Uh, so going on the road to Kansas City, knowing that they have a better position to advance, whether they maybe draw or uh, or win, obviously. And Chicago has the, the, the mentality of it has to it has to be a must win. Uh, that yeah. more or less controls their destiny. Don't want to leave things up uh, to fate otherwise. So I think a lot's going to come down again to availability. Um you know, we saw Mal Pugh have to come out of that previous match yep. where they utilized the concussion protocol. And uh, we will see. Morgan Gatra wasn't listed in the last game yeah. either. We'll see if Morgan Gatra is a player who is uh, available for this match as well. Those are going to be two huge pieces for the Red Stars. And I think if those two players are available in any capacity, uh, it will be beneficial for them. But uh, I think uh, without them, it'll force a new type of challenge that this team has yet to uh, sort of be faced with if they do find themselves missing their star striker in Pew or somebody like uh, Morgan Gatra. So I'm, I'm curious to see Chicago take this win, but I'm also curious to see how they're going to do it. I think that's a, a really good point about how they're going to do it. And when you look at potential injuries, because we don't know the status of Mallory Pugh or Morgan Gatrol, if they are even 50%, do you think they get time? I mean, this is the Challenge Cup. You have a very long season yeah. ahead of you. If I'm head coach for the Red Stars, Chris Petroselli, I'm not putting Mallory Pugh in if she yeah. even has like – a hint of any injury happening for Morgan Gattrall as well. You want them for the long run. Oh yeah. I think, I think, I mean, that's not an unfair question to ask. And I think that percentage is not 
worth it, quite frankly. Yeah. We have so much of the season in front of you. And for those types of players, you know, Gatra is a player that uh, kind of picked up this, this little nagging injury from camps with the national team. And you have uh, Mal Pugh who has been in and out of national team camps as well, kind of lighting lighting it up for both club and country. So these are two players with sort of uh, two things on their plate when it, when it comes to responsibilities for soccer, both for club and country. So I think if if the threshold is 50% and top of the <laughs> coin, you're not putting these players in this type of game and you're trying to figure out how to advance in Challenge Cup uh, with what you have, which is not an, a territory that this team is unfamiliar with. This is the same team that had to face a ton of injuries down the stretch of their NWSL championship playoff run last year. So it's not unfamiliar territory with them. And the reserves that Chicago has, this is no drop-off in talent. I mean, we've seen a player like Amanda Kowalski get signed, make a start a few days after getting signed, and then get a goal in her very second NWSL match after being a non-roster invitee to to the preseason. So there's a lot of talent. Yeah, so if it has to be, if it, you know, come game day, if it has to be without those two types of players, I would still like to see it because I want to see what the Red Stars, uh, you know, sort of challenge themselves with, uh, challenge themselves with in the event that they don't have uh, a Malpew to rely on. Uh, so we'll see what happens out of these two matches, particularly the two matches that we're going to be keeping a close eye for all or nothing this weekend. We also have to go through our picks for the remaining matches as well. We've got some battles in the West, and we've got a few teams who are looking to close out their Challenge Cup in a strong performance. And we'll be back to give you our picks with those teams after a quick break. Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's take a look at the battle in the West, San Diego Wave versus O.L. Rain and Angel City versus Portland Thorns. When we're looking at San Diego Wave versus O.L. Rain, who are you picking in this one and why, Lisa? San Diego officially eliminated from knockout stage contention and O.L. Rain, the first team to go ahead and clinch a spot in the semifinal, but they still have to determine the seed that they are. So whether they're kind of the second place highest finishing team <laughs> or they're the, the, the first Winner number one, number one overall in Challenge Cup. So a couple things at play here, but uh, maybe not as severe as some other matches. 
I am really excited for this match in the West. Uh, that's why this battle in the West segment we've got going right now, I really like because these are teams that we've seen play before. San Diego and Oil Rain most recently playing uh, just over a week ago, last Thursday. Oil Rain winning that matchup three to one over San Diego Wave. Uh, Alex Morgan getting the lone goal for San Diego. Nikki Stanton, Bethany Balser, and Sam Hyatt, the three goal scorers for Oil Rain in that match. I have Oil Rain winning this one. Um, between San Diego and Oil Rain, it, it was a battle last time, but I didn't see enough of a fight from San Diego in the first half. Remember, this match when they played last week was really a tale of two halves because. San Diego changed in the second half, uh, their attacking mindset, what they were doing, how they were able to keep way more possession of the ball. Uh, they didn't get a goal. There's no goal scored in the second half of this match. Uh, the last goal, the the one goal from San Diego for Alex Morgan coming in like the 25th minute or so of this first half. So nothing, no goal scored in the second half, but it was a bit of an adrenaline rush for both of these sides with so much action happening in the first opening 15 minutes of this match. San Diego coming off that 3-2 road loss to Portland last weekend um, and O.L. Reign coming off a 2-1 home win versus Angel City. I do have O.L. Reign taking this one. They want to clinch number one in the West. This is a Laura Harvey side that they don't want to just get into the the Challenge Cup semifinals. They want to dominate this this league, this Challenge Cup, everything that they can. They have so much depth. They have such good rotation of players that any combination on the pitch, although some may be stronger than others, the combination of players is really impressive to watch how many variables can be thrown at O.L. Reign's way and they continue to dominate and score goals. Uh, I'm actually looking for another Bethany Balser goal. Uh, I want to see Bethany Balser in the 10. Laura Harvey drop her back into the midfield. I love what Balser did there when she played the 10, the attacking midfield role. See if she can get another outside-the-box goal, perhaps, uh, and, and maybe win potentially the golden boot for this challenge cup group stage. That's this is what I'm looking at now. I'm getting into the weeds a little bit, but between San Diego and OL rain, what really stands out to you, Sandra, who do you have taking this one? When I'm looking at this, this matchup, I I'm with you. I appreciate the very small moments of, uh, of growth on the pitch that we have been watching from San Diego, the two California sides specifically. Um, I think we both knew that going into this challenge cup, uh, the first games ever for either of those California franchises were going to be a test. And, um, you know, they're trying, they're in a position right now where they're maybe trying to utilize this final match week as just another stepping stone for uh, the regular season that they're preparing for. So when I'm looking at, at L.O. Rain and when I'm looking at San Diego Wave, yes, I'm, I'm going with L.O. Rain in, in this one. Whether it's a win or a draw, I think, you know, will, will remain to be seen. But I, I feel pretty confident saying that L.O. Rain will probably get the win versus getting uh, versus getting a draw. But I don't know if it's going to be uh, like this sort of high-octane kind of 
uh, scoreline that we might uh, see. Something that we've been seeing out of the West, right? They've been a little bit more lopsided or a little bit heavier in terms of the goals. We've been seeing six goal matches or, or four goal matches uh, out of the West. I don't know if that's going to happen in this match. Maybe it's going to be narrow. Maybe it's going to be, you know, a 1-0 yeah. or, uh, or a 2-1. You know, these are two teams that are coming off of uh, a pretty active week. Um, you know, last week where they had a couple games in, in four days or so, and this is uh, the, the final group play for them a, a week later. So I'm a little curious as to, to how they're going to close out or where their, um, you know, their energy is going to be in terms of, you know, both just the, the physical and mental aspect of, of a game like this. So I'm going all rain, but I think it might be a narrow scoreline in, in this one. And maybe that is anticlimactic for some people when they're looking at this West division, but that's, that's not to say that it wasn't a fun region to watch in terms of the challenge cup this year. Um, but there's one more for the battle uh, in the West here. It's, it's Portland Thorns FC versus angel city, angel city, Again, another one of these teams that we're talking about is expansion side and trying to get their footing as they continue to navigate their first season in the NWSL. When we're looking at these two teams, Lisa, we have a Portland Thorns team that uh, is going to be on the road, but going to be looking at this one kind of in a must as a must win scenario as well, right? We're talking about the 2021 challenge cup champions here. So there's a, a little bit of a title defense coming into play uh, in this final match week for, for this franchise specifically. So when you're looking at these two teams to close things out, who do you have and why? And I want to hear you maybe talk a little bit about what is at stake for Portland if they do and, or they don't win. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is for Portland. They need to win this game. So I have Portland winning this one. Um, Angel City still searching for their first win in franchise history in this Challenge Cup. Uh, they've had some tough competition against OL Reign, Portland Thorns, and even San Diego handing it to Angel City a little bit there when these two teams met the second time in this Challenge Cup. Um, they've Angel City has allowed 13 goals, the most in the Challenge Cup, um, and they're negative eight goal differential is the worst in competition. So I'm highlighting a lot of negatives right now with Angel City. They've been struck with a lot of different injuries. I mean, they they were without Sarah Gordon and, and Julie Ertz, the defensive spine of this team heading into this year. And now they are without them. A few hours before the last match, Angel City played against OL Reign. It was a 2-1 road loss for Angel City. Just hours before kickoff of that match, forward Kristen Press was put on the COVID protocol list. So I hope she is okay and I hope she's feeling better. If she is and it was just COVID protocol, not necessarily being sick with COVID, she should be back for this weekend's games. Again, I don't know for sure if she will or will not be, but that definitely changes things for Angel City because they almost, almost got away with a tie against OL Reign in their last match last weekend. It, they were so close. It almost breaks my heart that they couldn't sneak away with this. Simone Charlie, uh, she gets the 83rd minute goal for Angel City. And then in the very final seconds of stoppage time, O.L. Reign, uh, they break free and they get the win in this one. So you can't just look at the scoreline of 2-1 because Angel City almost got away with the tie. Now, Portland, they are coming off a 3-2 home win against San Diego. They've only allowed four goals in 
the Challenge Cup competition. They are tied for the fewest in the Challenge Cup, along with Chicago and O.L. Reign. So I think defensively, Portland Thorns have it on lock. They have a, a lot going for them. Um, and I think they need they need to win this game. They need to win this game in order to move on because O.L. Reign has already clinched. If Portland get the first seed, O.L. Reign still make it through. So Portland knows that and they know that everything is on the stakes for them there. So I have Portland winning this one with the players they have, the personnel, um, the mindset that they have of Rian Wilkinson and, and the different formations that they've been playing. I am excited to see this match as well against Angel City. Hopefully Kristen Press is back because I want to see what she can do uh, against Portland. Also, Janie Becky has yeah. arrived for Portland at Thorns. So she's probably going to be available this weekend for her. I hope we get to see her. I, I hope we get to see it too. Listen, uh, the last one at Challenge Cup, you got to try and, ma- and make this one count. I think if you're Angel City, no matter yeah. what is at stake, you know, at the moment, which quite frankly, it's it's just ending your Challenge Cup on a win. That's what that's what's at stake for you. You're out of contention in terms of being able to advance, but you're still a, a franchise that's on the search for your first NWSL uh, competitive win. And I think being able to maybe get that over a team like Portland can perhaps propel you in terms of, you know, motivation or mentality. Um, so I'm looking for a strong performance from Angel City. If they do have somebody like Chris Press still available for match day, I think we're talking about a huge game-changing player. And at uh, home for Angel City. And at home for Angel City. This this comes, this, all this stuff comes into play when you're looking at, uh, you know, head-to-head here. And I think, you know, what we saw at Angel City in the prior match, I would love to see them continue to, to build on that into, into this match, hopefully integrating somebody like a Kristen Press back into, into the mix. I mean, I would love to see Simone Charlie get a start with, with Kristen Press and uh, if that's possible and what that yes, looked yes. like against a, a Portland Thorns side. We could maybe see a little bit of end-to-end depending on who's uh, available in the attacks for, for either side here. But um, I, I want a strong finish for Angel City, but I just think there's just too much to play for for, for Portland specifically and they've been here before in this series scenario in the challenge cup they know what that's about and i just think i'm going to be going with the more experienced side in this one and i'm going to be going with portland thorns in this one in terms of closing out the challenge cup though we do have a few teams that we have to look at who are not in contention to advance into semifinals but are maybe just looking at this final match week uh you know to sort of close out their competition with strong individual performances. Gotham FC versus Orlando Pride out of the East region, both again eliminated from knockout stage contention. When I'm looking at this one, Lisa, I, I again, sim- echoing some similar sentiment with, with Angel City versus Portland. When we're looking at the East region, these are two teams that have struggled in some different ways out in the East. I think Orlando Pride, there was this concept of, you know, having a, a new head coach from, from the start with a new coaching staff and a ton of new faces coupled with the fact that in their very early matches of challenge cup, they were faced with some of the injury bug a little bit. They had to bid farewell to Martha for, uh, you know, the remainder of the season with the, with the uh, season ending knee injury. Uh, and now they have to sort of keep an eye on Sydney LaRue week to week with her, with, with her injury, Aaron McLeod out with the, you know, after going through a knee scope out for the next four to six weeks. So a ton of veteran presence, uh, presences that are lost for this Orlando pride team in the middle of a rebuild versus a Gotham FC side that I think we were looking at 
to take those next steps, to build upon what they were already doing in 2021 and how they finished their season out there. So we've seen some different struggles from both of these teams in the Challenge Cup, but I want to see some type of 90-minute performance from Gotham FC that isn't leaving us with more questions than when we started the game. Ding, 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 ding. Me too, me too. I want to see a win, and I want to see it from Gotham FC, and I want to see a full 90-minute performance from that club. We need to see that from Gotham because we have not. They have not put together a full game. Uh, This is their chance to do it. The last time Gotham and Orlando faced off, Gotham got a very, very late game winner from Margaret Purse, 86th minute, and it wasn't all that pretty. It was fine. A goal is a goal, but... This is a a Gotham team. I've been hitting you all with a lot of stats and numbers this episode, and it doesn't stop now. Gotham has only scored four goals in the Challenge Cup. This is the second fewest in the Challenge Cup, only above Orlando, who has only scored three. They are Gotham is ranked lowest in the Challenge Cup for possession, and they average the fewest shots per game, and their target rate is the second lowest in competition uh, across the NWSL. This is a a Gotham team that has such a lethal attack, that has so many weapons that they can use, but they're not. They can't put it together for some reason. Adding Christy Mewis into the midfield for Gotham, it hasn't been enough. She's providing what she can in spurts and moments, but it's not enough. When Purse gets the ball and Ifioma and Amanu get the ball. They can score. Each of them have one goal on the season. Christy Mewis with the other and Nahomi Kawasumi with the fourth for Gotham on this year. I want to see more goals. I want to see a complete performance. I want to see shots on goal. I want to see chances created from Gotham because we have not seen it. And at this point, I am nervous for Gotham heading into the regular season because uh, they haven't been able to perform at a level that they should be performing at. They're they're missing pieces. I'm hoping that getting spanked a little bit by Washington Spirit last time they went out, 3-1, ended up scoring first, a goal in the fourth minute, but um, 86 minutes is a really long time to hold off a Washington Spirit team. Gotham could not do that. Washington ends up scoring three and taking home that win, just making Gotham look silly. So this is a a Gotham team that needs to dominate over an Orlando Pride squad. Orlando Pride, they are also searching for their first win in this Challenge Cup. Um, They've gone down 3-0. They came back and fought, got two goals from Darian Jenkins their last time out. Uh, But it's, it's kind of like the Angel City that we just talked about for Orlando. They're just looking for a win. They need to get a win. I am more focused on Gotham in this game and and what we can get from them. And if Orlando Pride can give Gotham a really big challenge, I will be impressed to see that. But Gotham needs to be able to problem solve and put a full game together completely. I'm with you 100%. We're both going to keep eyes on Gotham and that one. Final match that we're going to go through, Houston Dash versus Racing Louisville. These two teams kept things interesting in the central to say the least. When I'm looking at this final match, I got to say, I'm still going to be looking at going a lot of similar sentiments. We're looking at teams to try to finish this uh, competition uh, strong, whether it's uh, by a team performance or even some strong individual performances. Uh, 
But when I'm looking at this game, I got to say, I'm going to be keeping my eye on Racing Lova FC in this one. I'm not too sure if either of these teams are going to come out here and give us a win uh, or, or a draw in this one. But I would like to see a win, and I would like to see that from Racing Lova. We're looking at the landscape of matches that took place. Houston Dash making headlines after this epic come-from-behind win against Racing Louisville, a game in which Racing went up two goals over Houston Dash and then ultimately went on to lose that game 3-0. You've got some footage, right? You've got some film to go back and look at and see what went wrong and when and how. And I want to see the growth from this Racing Louisville side, this, this team that has been able to scrape out draws of their own against opposition through the Central and then, uh, you know, sort of collect a win of their own and, and, and shock uh, fans a little bit, you know, who are, are viewing when they when they got that big three blowout goal win against uh, Kansas City Current. So I want to continue to see that from this Racing Louisville side because when we're looking at teams who are still kind of putting together some intriguing performances in Challenge Cup, even without a path to the semifinals in this Challenge Cup, there's still some areas of growth that you can point out and notice and say, hey, good job. So I want to continue to see that from this racing global side, and I hope they come out here and close out their Challenge Cup with a win over Houston Dash. How about I, you? I do too. I want to see Racing Louisville come out and and dominate Houston because uh, you mentioned that first match, 3-2, Houston come from behind win over racing Louisville. I bet that left a bit of a sour taste in racing Louisville's mouth. Um, Houston has struggled throughout this challenge cup they have allowed 12 goals, just one above of last place angel city with 13 goals racing Louisville. They're coming off of that late game equalizer against Chicago scoring on a set piece. We've seen racing Louisville score in a variety of ways. They've forced own goals. They've sent crosses into the box. They've got shots from distance. They have goals from set pieces. Louisville has it. They have a lot of the pieces there. Now, can they, face a team in Houston dash and, and really look to dominate this match. This is another team similar to Gotham that I'm hoping for a 90 minute performance from racing Louisville. They're traveling to Houston in this match to face them. So uh, it'll be a tall, tall tale. I also think when you look at Houston, they have players that can be pissed off and want to get wins because when when you look at how Houston has done in this Challenge Cup, they only have three points. They've got one win and four losses. I can assure you that Rachel Daly, Shea Groom, Sophie Schmidt, Katie Naughton, Jane Campbell, they want a win. They want to end their Challenge Cup on a win. I think this is going to be a really good battle, but I, I have Racing Louisville coming out on top in this one. Ultimately, the younger players for Racing Louisville – they have this passion. They have this desire to find the back of the net, to be really creative in their attack, to score in a variety of ways that I think is going to give them the upper hand over Houston Dash. We'll see. We'll see six matches to keep our eye on in the final group play of Challenge Cup. We'll see how it all shakes out, and we'll be back to recap it all, of course. Thank you all so much for listening to Attacking Third. You can follow us on Twitter and now on TikTok and Instagram at Attacking Third for so much more. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're also available as videos. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. If you have any questions for us, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your question and we'll answer it during one of our mailbag segments and lisa and i will be back on sunday with a live recap 
of all Challenge Cup matches for Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman. This was a tacky.